What are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Lotus of Doom. And, Lotus, we have another patron chat. This week, it's the end of the month. It's time to get together with our patrons and talk about Starfield, because it's an Elder Scrolls show. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's there everywhere. Are some, all right, so we're not going to get too much into this, but there are some interesting Starfield slash other bethesda property more than sort of just nods so far so hey maybe they are in the same world you know that definitely went reasonable when we said <laughs> okay uh, fallout and elder scrolls are in the same world you know maybe you know, it's all one big connected universe maybe. and everybody's heads can explode or more than one universe mm. yeah or maybe they're just separate mm. ips but yeah. <laughs> or maybe there's a connection between them i don't know anyway no, but, there's but, some interesting stuff uh on some of the side quests that i've found Yep. rather intriguing so far i assume you might know one of the ones involving a serpent um okay okay we'll have to discuss so we this won't spoil later anything, but yeah yeah just interesting right that is interesting um but we'll we'll talk about that later on uh but today on the episode we have our patrons and our patrons have decided that they want to talk about how starfield's release the things in starfield the way bethesda is making games now all of that will affect the next major elder scrolls game which is the next one on the horizon how is the technology how's the storytelling how how is any of that and their starfield experience is going to affect that what are they looking for what are they hoping for all of that kind of stuff is open for conversation today and we've got a bunch of our patrons joining us again i'm going to read through all the names and you all do the best make your best starfield traveling with the grab drive sound that you can possibly make on the count of three after I name everybody. We've got Ombre and Mortem, Ben of Tamaria, Rob the Princess, AK Spartan, and Falcon with the box on joining us. Thank you for being here. Get ready to unmute. Three, two, one. I don't know what that is. Nice. I think you just make one up. Uh, Who is cold? Like, burr. I, I heard somebody go burr. I that was Ben. It was cold. <laughs> it's cold I in mean, space. I guess space is cold. Yeah, all right. Fine. It's yeah. Whatever works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So this is a fun conversation. Who would like to kick us off? Who has some experience with Starfield and wants to say like, hey, I think this is going to play into the next game release or whatever. Anybody want to start us off? I actually sort of do because it's something that I want to get into in Starfield and I really am struggle bussing which is a little weird um the building mechanics are much more involved in starfield because you've got outposts and you have ships like right. there's two separate things now and 
they've had a building structure both you know in elder scrolls and fallout prior to and it kind of keeps building on itself from game mm. to game. Mm. <laughs> there was no way around that yep. i'm sorry you nailed it um <laughs> but i feel like in starfield it is a mess <laughs> it is a mess like, yeah yeah i yeah. mean they explain straight up nothing um it is a little obtuse uh that's i guess the problem it's really obtuse and simple things i've found via revelations on like twitter from people being like holy crap did you know you can do this and it's like five thousand likes of people like i had no idea and i'm like this seems like not so much explore for yourself so much as poorly explained yeah do you think it's one of those things where if they had put a whole bunch of tutorials in there nobody would have watched them or gone through them very possibly because if you over tutorialize people tend to zone out especially when it's just like word vomit on the screen like here's 40 pages of tutorials it's like no don't do that right it's it's almost like they went more the like elden ring dark souls route of just like we're gonna put stuff in there the community's gonna find it if they're interested which normally i like um but i don't find a lot of this is very intuitive which is i think maybe what the holdup is where i feel like you didn't get you got some direction in the other games but it's almost like it it felt that you should already have a basis from the other games and they added new stuff and just figure that part out right but um, on that note i really like the expanded scope because it seems like there's a lot of stuff you can do so thoughts on building becoming more or less a feature going forward because yeah well here let me let me uh let me focus this in a little bit because um like i want the conversation to be more about elder scrolls than starfield so right I, i don't want this conversation to go into this is my experience with starfield's building and all that i would rather have based on what they've included so far in the building for starfield where do you see that going and what would you what would you see like to be improved when it comes to something like elder scrolls are we looking at building entire settlements or cities founding your own cities placing buildings more than just like building a castle like in the new castle game that came out that got shadow yeah, dropped stealth, right shadow dropped on, on mobile access which yeah by the way it's full currently so don't even try to get into it if you haven't already yeah, yeah apparently so there's no more spots that's a whole other thing but i, I I want to talk about like in elder scroll six what do you see them bringing over and how would you like to see that improved i think that's probably the best way to frame yeah. that so who has thoughts on building ben i i do so it reminds me of if you play elder scrolls blades yes on mobile you literally rebuild your your village or your town take that take the like the in-depth of the starfield build system but put that in elder scroll six to where you're physically building a town yeah Which matches a little more to the settlement system from four maybe a little yes. aggressively like bigger down the way they did because i know it frustrated people but like yeah i i like the idea of the town building thing which kind of ties into the way they did outposts it seems like which i'm very very early on and trying to design outposts and yeah it, it does seem like there's complications with the whole like building the spaceship make sure certain modules connect to other modules whereas if you're building a town it's more about placing a building or sticking a wall and making the wall go around this area and then placing furniture inside it you know right and it doesn't have to be as stick together module uh rob you were raising your hand yeah i i I have some opinions on this and that. I don't want it to be a 
very large aspect of the game. I want this to just be like a very side thing that you can do if you want. Because the Elder Scrolls like protagonists have never been like the king of something or anything like you've always just been some dude uh like you're you're not uh, a political figure like you get the honorary thane but that's you know just it's literally just honorary it's not nothing of a real meaning you what about uh what about like mean- taking over the mage's college being the head of the mage's college and then like uh, theoretical imagine a version of skyrim right. where you take over the college and then now that you are the leader of the college you can expand the college or repair parts of the buildings and the island structure that is standing on and all of that 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 i could get behind i just don't like it when you're like oh i'm going to create a settlement and i'm going to be the mm-hmm. uh, the leader of this new settlement and if you want to pursue that having it be an option for an elder scrolls character because it's all about you know options 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 play how you want i'm all for that but i wouldn't want it to be a big aspect but when you put that twist on it now i'm like yeah that that seems pretty cool like right. uh, in the thieves guild in skyrim once you're done you try to like restore it and i could definitely get behind something like that yeah like underground structures underneath riften and now you can expand out the scope of the thieves guild and hire on new thieves and all of that stuff and kind of manage like a almost like a dungeon keeper building out sure sure that could be cool uh ombre did you want to chime in on this one Oh, I was going to say, I, I think it would make more sense in a village to be maybe something more akin to like a fort or something. I was trying to think where Elder Scrolls 6 was happening because I couldn't remember. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> probably so still in High Rock as far as so we it know. Is still in High Rock. Um, it seems that way. seems yeah, to be. Hammerfell. Hammerfell, High Rock, somewhere between there. Somewhere oh, in between. Somewhere between yeah, something. That I'm, hoping we, I'm hoping yeah. we get somewhere that is obviously somewhat in conflict because maybe having like a fortress that you have to upgrade and defend just as like a little side thing like you're defending either like the border or you're defending like i don't know just like a random area just as like a radiant thing you can just kind of do off oh the dude side. can you imagine okay so my first thought goes to yeah you got to hire or or like bring people into your little fortress to guard it and then like if you know um bad guys attack they all shoot them from the walls or whatever but then i was like wait a minute what if you could live out like your necromancer fantasy and like put a bunch of skelly archers around and like uh i i went a different route with it when you started talking about like fortresses i was immediately thinking like if it is in like the hammer fell like dragon star area maybe we could be witnessing like orsinium falling for the sixth time Oh and dear God! <laughs> That's choose, four orcs. <laughs> you could choose to be on the side taking down Orsinium or defending Orsinium, and that could be a cool thing where you like you try to build up the city before it it, it falls or something. You could just have a whole entire RTS, like an Elder Scrolls RTS game. <laughs> Are you never I mean, I'd buy it. <laughs> Falcons on board. Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds fun as hell. <laughs> <laughs> you mass an army, awesome. knock down some castle walls, or build up and defend your castle. Hey, that's a fun idea. Falcon, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, if, if there's going to be like the outpost or the settlement building, um, I don't know, there, there there needs to be a reason for it because, like I said, I have like 60, 70 plus hours into Starfield and it's pointless to have an outpost. Yeah, other than just getting some resources to then turn in for quests, yeah. like what else really are you but doing? Well, you can you can get a lot of those resources just by adventuring. Right, right. There's I, no, have, um, I have, not, 
if it's going to be there, there should be a reason for it. Yeah. I have to wonder if we're only seeing part of a whole picture. Like, for example, they have they probably have three or four DLC planned out. Todd Howard went on an interview saying, oh, this game is absolutely designed so that we can focus on it and expand it over five plus years. What if this is just the beginning of the outpost system and there's Mm -hmm. more going on? Like, what if we're going to be able to build up like an entire you know, like a selection of outposts, tie them with ships in transit to space stations and then trade from one place to another and like maybe make our own faction or something eventually. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe there's something more to it that I just don't know about yet or we don't know about yet. Yeah. Well, there was also that weird tie in. This is like super back in the day, but in Morrowind, whichever great house you became favored with, that was what you got as a manor, like that you were allowed to construct. You could then pay to have it done. So it was like, oh, you got this Redoran fortress or everybody always wanted it. It's like, oh, I got a Tilvani tower and it's okay. I want mushroom. weird mushroom place type yeah. of thing. So it's interesting because that game had it faction related. And then they've always had like a little touch of this. But I mean, even back in Daggerfall, but you just bought a place with a mortgage you probably didn't pay back to the bank in Daggerfall because it's like, <laughs> I'll buy, I'll buy this place and then I'll just hit the high seas and never pay you. But like, oh, dude, you're giving me so many ideas. Keep, keep going. You're giving me so many ideas. <laughs> like you take out a mortgage and then you get hunted down after it's past due and the, like people just yes. keep coming after you or, or go with me here. What if we're not constructing locations in Nern? What if you get your own little pocket realm of oblivion to lord over at some point in oh, the now, quest line. Now it's getting real weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I that mean, could open up all sorts of weird things. You fill it full of Daedra or whatever you like. The other thing that there's also um, related to this, and I don't mean have this one topic monopolize the entirety of this so we can like move on. It was just like, I think the building aspect always has a lot of promise in these games. And with Starfield, the reason I specifically want to mention it, not that I don't feel like the features are there. I just feel like the intuitiveness of it felt like more of a step back because it seemed much more to kind of Rob's point. It seemed like it was there just because it needed to be there outside of the ship building. And the rest was just kind of like, yep, it's there just to kind of have it be there. So I sort of wonder if it's like a test bed for something more because each game kind of does a little more than the previous one as Homestead with... Um, Skyrim was pretty right. simplistic. Here's your layout. Right. But then we got settlements. Then we got the full building thing for a movable settlement that could be anywhere in 76. Now we get ships and outposts. It's like, well, what do we see next? Like, well, what if we see the building of ships like on the Iliac Bay? Right. Like Elder Scrolls. What about boats? Like actually <laughs> sure. making like craft and ships and yeah, like Assassin's Creed ship combat yeah. implemented into Elder Please. Scrolls. Right. That was so fun. That With so customizable cool ships, like that. you could put, oh, and, and because there's magic, like Assassin's Creed doesn't really have magic. It's a little bit of magic but like, what if you yeah. have, you put cannons on your ship, but then what if you could also man it with a bunch of fire mages that are tossing fireballs at the other ships or hitting them with lightning and stuff? Also, side note, Daggerfall Bank definitely has an equivalent of the Pinkertons for sure. That's. Oh, it is a thing? 
that's cool. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I, it's not canon, but like they have to. Right. It's the Daggerfall Bank. Sure. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Without without a they, doubt, they they have would... some adjacent equivalent of uh, the Pinkertons for sure. I that was commented earlier. I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally got to be a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on from the crafting building side of this. There are lots of advances in Starfield over previous things there's the scope of it is fairly large there's um a lot more in specific locations that you can go to but then also other locations that just get procedurally generated so there's a little bit of both of that um there's dial changes in the dialogue or back to more like oblivion in some ways or do any of these things give you guys thoughts about where things may also go ombre uh i feel like the Obviously, the infinite generation might work for the. Obviously, we're talking about sea combat. Maybe if they're randomly generating like islands off the sea, because we do know there are islands in that bay, and some of them are quite small. They could be doing something similar to that. But otherwise, I couldn't really see a use of the infinite generation because, as we've seen, every single other scrolls um, up until now has been very tailored very detailed it's if you're walking 30 seconds in a direction you're running into something in we're in starfield you might be like walking for like a minute or two and you might not and just from a game design perspective i understand that's because it works off of uh, cells and stuff and so it needs that size to be able to do the generation with it being seamless so it's i can see where the technology has its limitations but i can also see how it could work within elder scrolls yeah especially with the islands i hope most of the continental area you're in is actually handcrafted for sure Mm -hmm. um i just have to wonder if they're gonna use that tech in like other places like maybe like the ocean or uh, an oblivion realm like what if you end up in some mysterious oblivion realm that is constantly changing and is never exactly the same thing Something like that. Rob? Tree layouts just while you're walking through forests or something, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) So, like, Skyrim has um, procedural generation, not in this term of landscape, but in the, like, terms of, like, scenarios. You have those, like, uh, as you're wandering around, you'll have, like, uh, that wandering bar that walks up to you or the guys who want to get drunk or... Yeah, the radiant quests they provide or whatever. They'll just be a random encounter in front of you. And it would be interesting to see them develop that further in Elder Scrolls Six, And I think we've seen bits of that with uh, Starfield from what I've been able to see. Mm -hmm. Um, And it would be really cool to see, like, much more bigger and random-based encounters by that if you're going across the ocean depending on like do you encounter a sea monster do you encounter an enemy ship do you encounter a merchant ship a storm do you, yeah it'd yeah. be really cool to see like bigger random encounters like that as far as uh, procedurally generated landscapes i guess i'm just too uh negative on that one because i don't I don't like what older procedural generation came up with with like daggerfall like yes it was the biggest map in the game but like it was a whole lot of nothing for the most right. part. Yeah. And from what we've seen on Starfield, it seems like, yes, there's uh, all these like cool, unique planets, but most of them are just dead planets that you can walk around and see nothing for a good while and then eventually get something, but it's just a lot of nothing for the most part. So I'm not too excited about like procedurally generated landscapes unless they do something to surprise me with that. But encounters, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think most of us are probably on the same page with that. Falcon? So, yeah, I I agree. I can't see procedural generation, like, on the landscape being a thing. But, so when you go to a planet in Starfield, the area you get to explore is 
four times the size of Skyrim. It's, uh, it's four by area. four. It's four by four times the size of Skyrim. So if you land in, oh. in, a, in a random location, you've got two There's four Skyrim. heights of Skyrim north mm-hmm. of you and two south of you oh, yeah. and two west of you and two east of you. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's massive what you get. Yeah. Um, I think that size is almost like a proof of concept of, yeah, the engine can handle having areas this large, this grand to explore. Because, yeah, if Elder Scrolls Six is that hammer fell high rock area, that is a god-awfully massive area they'll need to deal with. Yeah. Well, everything kind of gets like reduced yeah, <laughs> you know there is a little bit of that some, but right if you have those two provinces but the map is the same size or smaller than skyrim there will definitely be yeah i can't imagine they're gonna have to go there. bigger like uh, so they need to go bigger so. right skyrim if, if i recall correctly skyrim and fallout 4 are roughly the same size area fallout 76 is four times the size of Sky, as fallout 4 so i would imagine yeah. we're at least on that range of size uh looking at elder scrolls yeah. 6 without any extra you know generation like if they were to just manually design a, a big map i think we're probably gonna be somewhere in that scale that'd be my my guess ben did you want to say something yeah so i mean you with the scope and how starfield can procedurally generate and also have multiple planets as the same like content Mm-hmm. What if we're not just Elder Scrolls Six? Isn't just one specific region of Tamriel? I mean, what if they do? Could. I mean, they could do multiple, like High Rock. They could do Hammerfell, and then what's next to those two? Well, I mean, you could go up to I Daggerfall. You could go yeah. south and into Cyrodiil. Like, uh, there, there are lots of other locations they could do. But that raises the question of like, can you actually make all of that procedural? procedurally generated and does that even make sense unless something crazy is going on where like every time you go to a new zone it's somehow different and messed up that's why i was suggesting like realms of oblivion or a specific realm of oblivion that is by nature messed up in a way where it's procedurally generated and different for everybody who's visited visits it and every time you go back nothing's in the same place that seems to be make more sense Um, right but with just how the how the engine can actually handle multiple locations shows that the new game engine could they could not even just having the scale could be generated, but the scale could be yeah. bigger as a whole yeah yeah i because agree thanks to the new engine yeah yeah absolutely i think you're right um spartan yeah like so as far as the proc gen stuff goes i kind of think it would be i would enjoy it the most on like um a little bit smaller scale like i don't i don't think landscapes but i think actually something that could be really cool would be like procedurally generated like bandit fortifications because like i don't like dungeons like dungeons are preset like caves and stuff like delves like should be preset and like detailed and all that but like bandits should kind of feel organic and like like you should i feel like you should be able to like find a bandit fortification kill the bandits or handle the bandits however destroy the fortification and then maybe you go back and they've a different group from that bandit or a different set of people from that bandit group has set up somewhere else in that region. Like they probably wouldn't just go to the same spot over and over. And 
I think that's one of the, you know, things like with Skyrim, like I, 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 you know, I have a lot of fun with Skyrim, but like when the bandits keep just going back to the exact same bridge or the exact same thing, or like, I just, it's a little unrealistic. And I feel like with like procedurally generated stuff and I haven't played Starfield, but like with that technology and that stuff working, like, I don't, I wouldn't want to see landscapes or anything like that, but I feel like, like something like a fortification that's supposed to be like man-made would make sense because it's going to look different every time. Yeah. So you, you raise something that I find interesting about this. Like what if you take over one of their fortifications, but you burn it down. Right. But then the procedural generation isn't the landscape. It's the cra- like the, we were talking about making buildings and building a town. What if there's procedurally generated forts that are AI generated by the, by the engine. And the next time you're in that area, maybe there's a fort that's just a little bit more North and some new bandits moved in and generated a, a place to live with walls that make sense and a keep that makes sense. But it's a completely different design of anything you've ever seen because it was procedurally generated that could totally be a thing yes so i i like that um kind of like idea where you know you can get some variety in the things that might need to be in a specific location but you get variety in the things that are there because again not not to always bring it back to like this series has done a lot because it's been around for a long time um they already did the procedurally generated landscapes um with both arena and daggerfall yeah and those games uh have a lot of really cool features uh they give a great foundation daggerfall was way ahead of its time and to travel in daggerfall you fast travel everywhere because there is literally jack all to do right right in the procedural generated anything you just meander through fields of nothingness maybe you find a randomly generated cave but even then like and and the problem is things are so massive in daggerfall that meandering like that you never get anywhere that matters so in the end you just fast travel so like yeah so like a balance between the things that are procedurally generated are on a smaller scope but the landscape and the general like area is all handcrafted right but like like running into random encounters is kind of a procedural generation kind of thing. But what if there was even more variety in that? Like what if a group of, uh, you know, like in Skyrim, you come across like, you know, the, the guards, you know, marching slaves across the land. Right. And it's always the same amount of guards and same amount of uh, prisoners prisoners being marched around but what if those numbers changed what if it was like sometimes it's a big caravan sometimes it's a small group what if like what if that variety the the fortress idea where you have the scope and the exact placement and the design of the fortress and which kinds of bandits or bad guys or whatever are in that spot is again procedurally generated within a very specific scope of part of the handcrafted map that says yeah. procedural generated stuff goes right here the landscape's the same but these elements specifically can be randomized which uh, to bring it to another series uh not the newest one but diablo 2 and 3 kind of did that you would have a set structure for the like you are in the forest you are in the desert right whatever and the map's basically the same the map's basically the same but it would tile out what you were doing and it needed to have these bullet point things be there so you right. could actually progress the game right but every time you would play through it it would be a little different right very close but like a little different so like maybe something like that would be interesting because it's like you get the idea and it's like 
yes, somewhere around here, you're going to get the thing. <laughs> right, right. So it's basically the same experience, but the experience is still customized on it, but like on a smaller scope, like yes. a very more specific kind of level. Um, yeah, I think that would be really cool. But Which, you know, you know, we're getting yeah. to the middle of the show. We got to go thank our oh, patrons. Geez. Did you have another point you wanted to make? Well, the only thing I wanted to just say on that, like uh, to close is like, because I, I really like the idea of that because it gives you uniqueness to your playthrough. So it kind of gives some variety. The yeah. only problem is sometimes I feel like uh, when things just get too focused on scope, you kind of lose fact, uh, lose track of the fact that you need things to do in these games. And that's just it the crafted environments that we're talking about you it gives you something to always find where starfield you can spend hours and literally do nothing because yeah. nothing happened yeah yeah so and, it's and, definitely yeah. a fine line to walk i feel right and i think that makes more sense for starfield being like in space and most of the sure. places you're gonna land aren't gonna have a whole lot going right. on there yet right. you know like it's just like <laughs> most of the moons and planets in any solar system are gonna be kind of barren there's not yeah, a whole lot sure. there right uh but yeah for, for elder scrolls it should be different well be thinking about some other things about what you think might carry over or how it's this is going to affect Elder Scrolls 6 in the future. We gotta go thank our patrons, so we'll be right back. This is Hamishmarak Dragonborn. And you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls lore cast. All right, it's time to thank and welcome our newest patrons. We've got a few who have signed up in the last week. Alyssa N., uh, Michelle R.J., Thomas G., uh, Killian M., and Sarah M. Welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for signing up and supporting the show. And big shout out to all 137 of our current patrons. Good awesome. Lord. Holy right. moly. Thank you for being here. Also, thank you to uh, you all for joining us for the patron chat. And we have to shout out our Daedric Princes, Kira C and Sheogoreth Sweet Roll. So, wow. So much support. You guys make this show possible and Lotus and I really do appreciate it. So thank you Thanks, for being everybody. Here. <laughs> yeah. And Lotus, we got a new review this week. This one comes from uh, Sam Smith, Dean Wesson, the man all with right. four names. It seems I'll allow it. <laughs> um, you never know if these are made up or if these are actually people's names, you know, like, so I'm like, I, okay, that's a supernatural reference and a gun reference. Is it? <laughs> it seems like it, but Sam maybe it's a real Dean, name. Smith and Wesson. Right. Yeah. yeah, I got the last part, but all right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I'm again, I'm never really sure, uh, but maybe maybe, maybe it's, it's a, a real name. I don't know. Uh, but thank you, Sam, for writing uh, favorite podcast. Listen to this every day at work. The only problem is I've almost finished all the episodes. LOL. Keep up the good work. And also shout out to my friend Braden Spicer, who I got addicted to the show. Hi, Braden <laughs> and Sam. Thank you for <laughs> being we al here. We always say that, uh, you know, you sharing us with your friends is the most effective way for us to find people that might enjoy the show. So. Yes. Yes. And so Super uh, appreciate thank it. you for sharing the show. You get a yeah. cookie. And if you're watching the actual stream, I now have a cookie. Why are you, you uh, literally next to my head? Cookie. There you go. There's your cookie. Um, huh. So thank you, everybody. If you'd like to leave a five star rating on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show. You can also rate the show on Spotify. That's also very helpful. Share it with your friends. Rate it on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Uh, and, you know, play Skyrim with your mom. Any of that stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Cookies not guaranteed. Cookies not guaranteed. Oh, Ombre gave you a cookie also. You get two cookies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on with the rest of the conversation. Here we go. 
You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of cities. That is why the Night Mother loves you. All right, so let's shift focus from crafting and the environments to maybe some of the quests or the dialogue or the characters. Is there anything that Starfield's doing differently or has improved on that you think they should bring over or made different that you feel like actually really works well? Any thoughts on any of this stuff? Falcon, do you want to chime in? I know that you, you kind of blipped in and out. Um, I don't know if Falcon can hear me. Anybody else want to chime in on this one? Spartan? Yeah, so um, again, I haven't played Starfield, but just I was thinking about the, with the quests and the procedurally generated stuff and something that actually, um, I, I played Remnant 2 earlier this summer and something that Remnant 2 did was um, the first like three areas you go are always the same three areas, but the order can change and who you encounter there can change in terms of like NPCs and stuff like that. And I think especially with like Daedric realms and stuff or like Plains of Oblivion, like you could easily have an instance where like it's maybe not procedurally generated to the fullest extent, like maybe there's just a couple of different preset options, but where like maybe you're going to this, you know, a plane of oblivion and for one player, there's a certain group of NPCs and a certain storyline there. But for another player, it's an entirely different thing because that's exactly what Remnant 2 did. And I think that would be really cool in, you know, in The Elder Scrolls 6, where, you know, it's not just the places that you're finding that are different, but like every player has the chance to experience different stories. And then when you're replaying, you could potentially get one of the other stories. And I just think that would be really cool. So are you thinking like little things that happen? Like the first time you walk into a village, there's like one of three options for like, who's going to be where and what people are going to be talking about and that kind of thing. Or are you thinking more like you engage in a major quest line for say a faction and it plays out a little bit differently each time? I mean, I think you could do both. I, I I hadn't really put a ton of thought into either. Like, but I mean, like, I don't I don't think there would be anything wrong with doing both. I think the larger scale quest line would be cool, especially because you could have larger like larger influencing events. So like maybe maybe your character plays a more critical role in what is shifting the outcome that you get. Whereas like the smaller scale, it's it's just, you know, maybe it's just a difference of NPC. So I think maybe having that agency would be cool in the larger scale stuff. But um, I hadn't really thought about that, but I, I really think you could do both. Yeah, I, I could see that. Ombre? You could tell us doing over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first off, I swear to God, if we have to do an Elder Scrolls 6, what pretty much amounts to, I think it was like a 40-minute intro in which you cannot get out of the intro it like hard gates you and like think about like elder scrolls five it's like you have to go through hell again and then that's it and then you then you can go you know like start whatever you want right. if we have to do some 40 minute thing i'm going to lose my mind <laughs> and the, the other thing that um starfield had in there that did perturb me a little bit that i really hope elder scrolls six does not do is where they have um, certain factions that you can join have pretty much not necessarily like prerequisites, but like you have to go into another faction or to get into another faction. And it's like, yeah. you might not even know that unless if you look up the wiki or something, it's like, right. man, if I want to go be like a pirate and join the pirates, why can't I just, you know, 
contact one of the pirates and join them like and be like hey yeah i want to help you guys it's right it, yeah. it's just something that i i hope there's not uh utilized yeah that makes sense um to your first point uh the i think every because these games really focus on this idea of you are playing your own story in your own world how you want so it makes sense the first time to have it gated through the intro and be like okay here's everything that you need to know this is setting the story this is setting the controls this is all of that stuff the tutorial section but then automatically from the beginning there should be a if you start a second character if you start a second playthrough it just like those mods it just you, you can skip the intro you can make your character and you can just go into the world and you just go from there i absolutely agree with that yeah because like, like we, we all know that we all have that one save that's two seconds before you choose your character or two seconds before yep. you walk out of the vault because it gives you that one last chance to change your appearance change your stats if you have that one save you don't have to deal with any of it you're just like skip right so why not give an option when you hit create a new playthrough would you like to go through the beginning again yeah. or would you like to start a character creation like, no, character I'm creation the please opposite yeah, there really i i love like sitting in that wagon going through <laughs> helgen it's like it's a good like five or like 10 minute intro as well it's not a short intro you're sitting on that wagon for a while oh yeah and i love just like every time i make a new character i want to sit in that wagon again and just think about my character experiencing this for the first time i like that role play aspect of it so I, i'll do that over and over and over i i it took me years to download that start another life mod where you can get the other starts right and that was just because i was like well i still want to sit through an intro but i want it to be a slightly different intro now yeah i love doing that every single time so i i don't know i'm i will be fine if they implement it because it doesn't hurt me but i'm totally fine if they don't <laughs> yeah gotcha falcon so i really do hate those guided intros i don't think they're fun at all helgen and the sewers in oblivion i think are really bad fallout Sewers is even worse i love the intro to um like morrowind and fallout new vegas where it's like hey this is who you are get off get about. out you idiot <laughs> right yeah go yeah that, that's how that's how i want the intro to be i don't want to know anything about myself besides i'm a prisoner or i'm a courier i don't there's nothing more I need. Yeah, I, I wonder if they could do it in a way where they start you off that quickly and they automatically pin to your quest log. This is where you go in order to actually like get the main quest started. And so yeah. if you want to like, go through the first parts of the main quest, go over here. But otherwise, mm -hmm. do what you want. Like New Vegas has the optional tutorial. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how just Bethesda should doing the tutorial is optional from the beginning you don't have to go talk to sunny smiles that's just how right Bethesda should do it i think yeah Ombre, did you want to add nice. more it, yeah I, ju I just wanted to add a little more so um to touch on rob's point like th th that is why we want to make it an option just so that if you do want to do the role play you can still do it but then for everyone else it's like who's done it like a hundred times and doesn't want to see it again they can't but um actually yeah, another point that i added in yeah yeah it doesn't hurt anyone but the other point was i remember both of you mentioned the star Noah life mod i know there are other rpg type games that have 
you know, I, I noticed this in Starfield. I actually started multiple characters because when I saw, um, you know, the things like things with like, oh, you know, like you can like do different things to characters, like you're a free star collective citizen or like this or that. I feel like they really missed out on an opportunity to have different start points you could have started out at. Because if you're like from the free star, you could have started off in like maybe like they could have like three different systems that like you start in and like each one's in different like part of the colonies. And it's like, you could have been somewhere else. You could have been, yeah. you could start off as part of the pirates. It's like, that's kind of a cool I don't, idea. Yeah. It I, requires I a lot more I, work. I think that's really cool, but it is a cool oh, yeah, idea. It would be a lot more. Writing. It, it is. Yeah. A lot more writing and like a lot more, but I feel like that would just be a nice little quality. Like we're probably going to be seeing a mod for if it. If moderns next can months. do it for free. Bethesda I mean, can do it for a paid game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they it, take correct. 45 years to make these games. Yeah, so. it all depends on the Bethesda scope. one of those 45. <laughs> right, right. It, it depends on yeah. the scope of, of like, now, is, how, it, how is it valuable enough it? Yeah. to add in yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, as opposed to other things? It's an interesting idea to really make your character feel unique, though, um, from, like, from that perspective. And I, without leaving this topic, one thing that, uh, again, this will be spoiler free uh, because I have not actually done this, so I couldn't spoil it if I wanted to. But um, tying into the story idea, these games kind of go on forever, but Starfield has a new game plus. What are people's thoughts on having new game plus as something part of the series for games? Or do you like it to just let you roam forever? Well, the new like, game plus plays into the story of I, I, Starfield. I've done the new game plus. And if, yeah, and yeah. Let's not spoil it for everybody. Wish I did not. Yeah, yeah. So that's all I'll say. Right. Yeah. Let, well, I was going to say keep it nebulous. Like, yeah, like, the, like basically, what happens is it you, doesn't make sense. Well, in Bethesda games is what I'll say it, for the story. It does, but for what Bethesda makes, it seems odd. It, I, I could go either way. I think it just it's one of those things that gives you another option for how you might want to play through it as opposed to mm -hmm. just continuing yeah. the same character. So I, I think there's there can be it's some cool. value there. You would have it's to. Cool. Yeah, it makes sense in Starfield so because it? it plays into the story. Basically, you get to a point in the game where you can get some things that you otherwise don't get, but you also go back and can replay through parts of the game again due to a big story reason. That's all I'm going to say about that. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Now, you could work yeah, in a Daedric Prince reason for, like, you know, wiping your memory and setting you back in time or something like that, right? Like, you could come up with some some in-game reason for that for Elder you Scrolls. You put the scroll down and scatter she it. Shiagoreth wants right. to mess with you. <laughs> right. Or Akatosh needs <laughs> needs you to go back in time again in order to do something differently or whatever, right? Like, you could you could come up with a reason for it. Uh, so, another game that I've... Uh, in Diablo 2, when you beat diablo you could choose to restart the game at a much higher difficulty and still have your loot at the end mm -hmm. and uh, so so is it kind of like that but within the plot kind of you don't have to change the difficulty it's there's a plot reason for oh, doing sure. it and well, then yeah. and then you can you can go through things and make different decisions but but like yeah. it's not it's the the big thing there is it's not the end of the game you're like you're still in the story at this point or you have ended the it's, game and you can start over it's like uh you're you're branching into a different variation of the story we'll just say okay that. interesting um i'm not trying to get spoilers i'm sorry yeah yeah, no, yeah i'm, I'm I, I know I'm it's, it's being hard vague. to discuss with like it's hard right. to clarify without spoiling it because i yeah. only know some of it, it is, and i'm like it is man i don't want to know more but i do anything on it it, sure. Because yeah. the concept sounds fun. Story thing. Yeah. 
And I can I could see that for Elder Scrolls as long as it makes sense with the story, right? Because it just gives you another option. You don't have to do it, well, but sure. you could if you want. I mean, they have a floating thing called a dragon break. So I mean, they can kind right. of right. Yeah, <laughs> like what if what if what if everything's in a dragon break and then that, right. that creates in a loop where you're in New Game Plus and you get to go relive some of the events but act them out differently or something, right? Elder Scrolls needs a rogue like. <laughs> um, i mean so yeah here I've, I've got some other stuff i want to throw out there before we get awesome. too close to the end of the the episode because we're getting close to the end here there are a few things in starfield that i hope don't carry over uh one of which is um and the, as the games have progressed they've gotten there are more and more npcs that just become unkillable because they're necessary for story reasons Yes. Right. There's a situation in one of the quest lines where one of the NPCs that you have to deal with is a complete douchebag. And by like, I ended up doing something. He got real mad. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to kill this guy because I just want to see if I can. And of course you can't. But I would love for that to be a possibility. Like, why make a character that I hate so much that I'm willing for my character not really doesn't just off people to want to kill him. And then yet that's not an option. And now everybody in the faction who he was trying to screw over now attacks me. Right. Because like he's supposed to be not in with the faction. anymore. Like it doesn't make any sense. I want variation for those kinds of things. Like clearly they'll know that people are going to pick a firm position on a character like that and might want to kill them write it in in a way where that can be one of the options now i haven't can finish that quest line and maybe he becomes a very crucial character later on and there's a reason why that can't happen but i'm pretty sure that there could be an alternate path where he Listen, just Tom, doesn't survive murder's bad murder is bad but in this You're case not supposed to just murder people if you don't like them i want okay. to just murder people I, I, I love the Morrowind approach. Thank you. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, you messed up. I would rather have you, that in this situation. Now, yes. maybe maybe you can find that to like main storyline characters. There's certain ones that can't be murdered. But outside of that, it's just free game. Like, I, yeah, you, let, let me kill all everyone in the cloud district. Right. Or or in <laughs> uh, mean, in Fallout everyone. 3. Right. In <laughs> Fallout 3, you can blow up Megaton, right? Like, and it completely changes awesome. the game. And it cuts right. you off from certain quest lines. Let us do that still. I, I know sure. that some people are going to get frustrated by that, but that's why you have multiple save games and you go back and reload it and play it again. Or well, maybe that's why there's a new game plus and you choose to make the decision different the next well, time. I also like the fact that, like, with Morrowind, it told you you done it up yeah. like, right it's just like <laughs> right. broke the prophecy i would rather that everything's ruined right just let me know because then you immediately know like do i double down on this or not right you, like, a little notification pops choice. up and says this decision has cut you off from certain certain story elements would you yep. like to remake that decision and then it reloads it or something like that's all you need to do but it'll give me that much freedom the I other thing back that the, oh, go ahead. the other thing I really want, and I'm just trying to get these in here before we have to wrap up. The other thing I really want is, and I understand why they why they did this for Starfield. In Starfield, you go to different planets. Different planets have different times. Like there's universal time, which is 24 hours. But on some planets, that's like a 60 hour day or that's like a seven hour day. Right. Times are weird in different places. So they took out the whole certain people go through like everybody goes through their own like daily routine 
They yeah, get up. Radiant AI. They is. go to the yeah. That stuff is basically non-existent, non-existent in Starfield, pretty much. <laughs> right, and that makes sense because that would have been way too complex with like sixty-hour schedules and seven-hour schedules and all of that. It would have been super weird. It probably had problems when they prob- tried to implement it or whatever. But that poor Jemson girl working at the marketplace <laughs> never <laughs> sleeps. Right, never <laughs> sleeps. And but that's also convenient because you're not on a specific schedule. You're just zipping over here to this planet and you want to do this thing over here. You don't want to wait for them to get back to the store in order to sell you a thing. I get it. But I, I hope that's not the case for the next Elder Scrolls game. I hope I go into town. It's midnight. I shouldn't expect somebody to be at the store. They're in their bed. And that means I can sneak into their store and steal stuff because they're not there. You know, like I don't that's think important. Elder Scrolls could do that if they wanted to because they've kind of set it up where I mean, they you could. Ex- you expect that. They could. They could. People would be like the upset. The expectation is there. Of, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 830. I can't sell anything now. Yeah. Going back to our midnight at Denny's conversation at the beginning <laughs> of the show. <laughs> right. Like, if I go to Denny's at midnight in Elder Scrolls, I want to. I want the weird people who I normally don't see during the day to be there in the middle of the night. But, like, based on <laughs> character generation, couldn't they just generate a different person to be at the front of the store? I mean, it's a super trivial cosmetic thing, but it's like, okay, yeah, the other person's in bed because it's 2 a.m. Yeah, you but get the D squad yeah, here. Like, to be oh, able Samantha's to go to that person's bed, so house. So James is working. Correct. So then it's like, you still have the option to use the thing but it it defies the idea of like you know this person has been working for four thousand days straight and has yet to go on the verge yeah it's part of the magic of the game to be like oh the shopkeepers in their bed at their home this is the home they live in oh this feels like a real place right like there's something about that and another thing with the npcs with starfield going to es uh es6 you can make the towns bigger and feel more immersive. Yeah, I think like they could be fuller, just like how New Atlantis is. Right. It's just, it would still have to be sectioned. Sure doesn't... I think I've thought about this a lot. I think we would end up with something that feels more like the Imperial City of Oblivion, where you've got the different sections, because it doesn't seem like they can load in more assets without the loading zones between them, because like New Atlantis has multiple loading zones, right? that and new Atlantis also brings down your frame rate like crazy right right but it's too wanna, much that's yeah. fine that's okay it, i wanted it, to it walk back kills my pc um when you're fire when you were talking about wanting to be able to just kill npcs like you could in morrowind i don't think we'll ever get to that point because it, it was a lot more controlled back then and now with how they program games if you let that happen not only does it cut off things in the game, but it will just start causing a lot of unexpected bugs. They can't plan for each and every single one of those. Yeah. And so the way to get around it is just make it essential. And it's I, to to find a solution where you can kill them and it doesn't create a bunch of bugs. I don't think we're there yet. And maybe we will be by the time we get Elder Scrolls 6. And yeah. it'd be kind of cool if it let us have the freedom to kill whoever we want to kill despite well, the consequences. But I just don't think we're there yet. There's a stopgap in the middle. It's not the kill anybody you want and it's not the what we have now it's the if you play through this specific quest line and this person seems like a douchebag then write a version of the story where if i shoot him the story goes in a different direction so right. every Nazim needs to have a, a backup plot yes i mean yes douchebag is like kind of subjective it is it is subjective you're right it is subjective it is. but like i think vivek is cool 
<laughs> yeah, I, I still. And you're wrong for it, right? Wrong. Yeah. Right, but Not maybe wrong. he's awesome. Maybe there's just more variation <laughs> in that, and maybe that's what I'm asking for is variation in the way the story actually plays out, right? Because right now it seems very black or white. If I do something <laughs> that upsets this faction, they all get mad at me and they attack me, and I either give up on that quest line or I reload and then go through the rest of the story I like it's say, one or the other so essentially you're you're asking bethesda to do more branching plot lines for specific quest lines. for specific yeah and i don't want to I, I don't want for everything and this could I, obviously this could multiply very quickly i'm not saying across the board for everything i'm not saying i'm saying for very specific quest lines or maybe just the major ones give me a slightly more branches and options for where things go based on killing somebody based on dialogue based off whatever like not not to bring in my new favorite game boulders gate three or anything but they've oh, been so good. Uh, done a, doing they a really do it well that specific thing right if, that's what i want if you, if you kill zevlor before he gives you the quest they will just shove in a new npc that says hey i'm uh part of the the refugees i was telling behind it i wasn't in the camp when you first got here but i'm here now and i'm taking up command because zevler's dead apparently and right. they, they have Wait, a, that happens yes they yeah. have a, awesome. a backup plan <laughs> for killing literally any npc practically there's a handful it's of so exceptions good. and sometimes the backup plan is you just can't do that story anymore but they plan for you to not be able to do that story and they they have every single like person that you can kill has a consequence tied to it and they have a backup npc that will maybe take their place or a new storyline that might come up for it because of what you did that and creates replayability next time like that is huge because <laughs> it creates replayability and makes those games even more complex and interesting i would rather sacrifice stuff like being able to ride around on a boat in the iliac bay for more dynamic ways that quests can play out now they do the characters get less interesting the more like there's like three different layers if you kill zevlor's replacement then there's <laughs> another replacement keep killing all the replacements one, it, keeps going. It, it goes it goes like three or four levels for sure uh, not every character has that but some of them they have like several layers but the characters get less interesting because like oh we didn't actually expect you to go here so we're going to make this as uninteresting as possible so you don't try to go further because we don't want you going this way i'm the courier i'm the fourth courier who's trying to approach you this week That's, you just off to half of but our staff contingencies for everything i, just, I mean that's well, literally they what a, speak and they just literally what a dm back would away. do <laughs> right. you just keep killing ulfrix replacements over yeah over I mean, shout out over to again. Proxy Gate Tactician on YouTube. He was the one who found this out, by the way. He went and killed like every quest giver to find out what the contingency the NPC was for all of these. That's amazing. Super fun to watch. That's amazing. Well, okay. So I, that's that's where I'm going to end my rant. And we've got to wrap this up because it's it's been an hour. Uh, but thank you all for joining me. Um, if you have any other thoughts, feel we can continue chatting on the Discord or whatever. And I would love to hear other people's thoughts if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, what about this? What about that? Yeah, or I hate this idea. Discussion. I love this idea. Um, and, you know, you know, we can always I mean, we can always talk about the next Elder Scrolls game and what we, we right. do or don't want. Right. Like this conversation is going to come back up probably in the next four or five years before it comes out. So uh, that'll definitely be a thing. But thank you for joining me. Let's I mean, go back through based and on the leaks. We might get it soon. Maybe. Uh, no, that was I mean, that was a game plan from pre pandemic. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's old. Yeah, so. it's it's not accurate at all anymore. Uh, but. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to go back through. Let's, uh, if you've got something you want to shout out, something you want to share with the internet or whatever, or just if you want to say thanks for being here, feel free. Let's start with Ombre. Ombre Mortem. Thanks for being I was here. The first one here. I was the first one here, I guess. Uh, 
Um, yeah, so uh, I've been streaming a little bit more. Uh, so, you know, if you guys want to watch me, uh, I stream. Uh, I try to stream every day. I won't be streaming this weekend. I'm doing some stuff, but uh, Monday I'll be streaming again. Um, I'll be streaming tomorrow, stuff like that. But anyways, that, that's all. I'm just streaming a bunch. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, good luck with the streams. Thanks for joining us. Ben of Tamaria, I know you've got a few shows now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do. Um, so I am the host of Holocron History, Star Wars Canon versus Legends, the Final Fantasy Lorecast, the Wizarding World Lorecast, and now I am a perma host on the Witcher Lorecast with Toasty. Yeah, congratulations. Um, yeah, I, I stepped down in order to focus more on the Starfield Lorecast, and so Ben has stepped up, and hopefully that goes really well for you guys. That's ben exciting. Ben becoming the new Tom. Yeah, you're the new Tom, Ben. I will give you my... Ben's been working on that for a while. My funny <laughs> shirts. I don't know what else I have to hand over. <laughs> well, thanks, Ben, for being here. Uh, Rob? Uh, yeah. Um, shout out to the Sky Oblivion Project, because uh, I doubt we're going to get the official Oblivion remake, but uh, we're still going to get the, the fan-made one, so woohoo. Um, and then uh, ESO, um, the... P-C-N-A. Those are letters I couldn't get out of my mouth. Um, P-C-N-A, Guild Officer there. Me and Jillian uh, running things. She's doing most of it right now because I'm playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, but yeah, uh, could, could go ahead and join the Guild or if you're already in there, shoot me a message if you ever want a game. I'd love to play ESO with you. And I'm also just playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3. Also, in like two weeks, I'm going to get the, the local uh, Renaissance Fair here in Vegas. So I'm excited for that. And I was a part of the cast for the Ragnarok show that we did last year. And now I've gotten recast into some monster role for King Arthur. Don't know what I'm doing yet. So it'll be fun to find out what I'm going to be playing because I don't know. Nice. But yeah. Excited to get drunk and have a merry time at the Renaissance Fair. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> All right. AK Spartan. Yeah, um, I don't really have anything particular from. I have. I've also been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate three, actually, occasionally with Rob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's been fun. Um, I think I, I know I mentioned it earlier. I think I have seven characters now, but uh, one of them I accidentally got locked in like a permadeath thing that I'm not going to explain because I don't want to spoil anything. But basically, I can't reload the save without dying. So that character's done. Nice. But. Um, no, that's been fun. Uh, I've been working a lot. Um, I know. So I mentioned it last night. Um, I've been thinking about I in last month, too. Um, but last night on the um, Fallout Lorecast at the end, I had mentioned I'm probably thinking about starting streaming soon. I think Tuesdays are going to be like the main day I can do that for like a nice chunk of time. And I'm probably thinking Elden Ring because I have the platinum for it and I have a lot of hours in that game. So I think, I, I you know, starting something there, I could have a lot of fun with that. Um, doing so, like weird build, uh, weird, weird build yeah, playthroughs yeah, like and stuff. Kinda, yeah, just kind of whatever. I feel like I know that game pretty well. So like if I'm, I haven't really streamed or anything yet. Um, I just got my setup earlier this year and started doing this stuff. So all punching really build like only yeah. punching. I, maybe I was, I was, you know, um, I usually play like a faith build, um, different incantations and such. So I just don't want to do that. Cause I feel like I know how to do that like a little too well. And I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to mix it up a little bit, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm cooking up. Um, I think at this point, probably by next month, I'll either have started it or be like right on the right on the edge because I'm trying to see. I have one buddy that might want to jump on it with me, so I'm trying to figure out what's going on there. But that's pretty much what I'm doing. And other than that, I'm just working a lot. Um, 
I know I mentioned it yesterday too. I'm, I've worked, I started a new job on Labor Day. I'm on day, tomorrow is day 25 of 25 days straight since I started. And then Saturday is my birthday and that's my first day off. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> well, happy birthday. That's going to be like, say, happy birthday. Best yeah, birthday. Finally I getting that. a day of rest. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's been a lot, but I also, I it's, I'm done at five most days. So I've been, I haven't like lost a ton of sleep. I'm actually on a decent schedule, but I've, it's been a lot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Well, good luck with all that. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for making time to be here. And then Falcon, Falcon with the box on. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't do anything. I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate three just by myself because I don't like playing with people. Uh, <laughs> I don't like people, humans. I don't like people. But I received what is a weird maybe compliment. Okay. So I was checking out at a Zoomies that skate shop. Um, and the cashier said to me, Hey, no offense or anything, but has anyone ever told you, you look like Jonah Hill, not the fat one, but like Wolf of Wall Street, maybe. Oh, I was, <laughs> okay. I'm real thrown off by the no offense, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know if it was a compliment or an is, I don't know what he meant by that, but I don't like whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> since you just showed your face at the beginning of the stream i will say you kind of do but like definitely the after the lost weight thing because you're not a big guy it seems but you do you do kind of have like some jonah hill like features i think it's the glasses years ago yeah, I, I, I hope it don't look like big jonah hill i'm gonna stop that <laughs> well that's that's a, that's a weird story um years ago i i ran into a friend of a friend and opened up my mouth and was like, wow, you look a lot like Quentin Tarantino. And then I realized that's not a compliment. Not at all. And they looked at me like, why do people keep saying that? You look like you'd have a really <laughs> weird foot fetish. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Oh yeah. You oh. suck toes and say the N word in every oh. movie. Oh, oh, all right. Well, Falcon, thank you for being here. <laughs> Yep. And, and everybody, thank you for joining us. Incredible. Uh, incredible. Lotus, you have anything you want to share before we go? Not really. The, the, if, if you're interested in the other show, I do. Uh, unofficial Elder Scrolls uh, pages presents Tales of Tamriel. It's the other show we do. Uh, hopefully we can record this weekend. Scheduling is hard, but we're going to try to squeeze it in. Um, yeah, I can't. At this point, since everybody, much like the show, listens to the recorded version, uh, we always appreciate when you swing by for the live version. This show, it's pretty easy to keep track of. Tales of Tamriel, it is not easy to keep track of because we work with a lot of different time zones and we record whatever we can. Yeah, yeah, it's tough for you guys. Yeah. And you're uh, from different places sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, uh, look for a new episode sometime next week because it'll be there. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, yeah, ho hopefully that works out for you, Lotus. And if you want to find my stuff, robotsradio.net for, of course, this show, Fallout Lorecast, the Starfield Lorecast, Lord of the Rings Lorecast, Mass Effect Lorecast, a bunch of other stuff from other, other hosts like Ben and a bunch of other people. So if you're looking for podcasts, we got them. Thank you for being here, everybody. Stay safe out there in that crazy generated universe maybe we'll see you next time 
Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after. Either way, just come hang out with us. And if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the Robots Radio Network, go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network, including the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where I help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows, build their audiences, and create the best podcasts they possibly can. All of that at robotsradio.net. We'll see you next time.